Welcome back to the Be Inspired is Beauty podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Burgio, and I'm so excited you're here because I don't know if you guys listened to the last episode that I put out, which was a solo. Um, it was me explaining that I was going to be showing up bigger and better, um, bringing you guys solo episodes of things that are on my mind and the reason why I started this podcast. So um, this is two of, I don't know how many I'm going to do in a row before I bring you guys back a guest, but I have so many inspiring mentors and people in my life that I've learned from over the last several years. And, you know, I had to go back and do a deep dive of what were some of the most important lessons that I learned that have helped me in my business, that have helped me in my personal life, that have helped me with my mindset, my confidence, uh, finding direction of where I wanted to take my business, where I wanted to take my life, what was even fucking possible for my life, what it could look like if I just expanded outside of the box that I had been living in for so many years. Um, you know, in our industry, we we grind, we grind, we hustle, we say yes to a lot of things maybe we don't necessarily want to be doing because you you kind of need to find your niche in the beginning, niche, niche, however y'all want to say it. Um, I think. For me personally, when I started in the industry, I didn't have to choose. No one said you had to be a cutter or you had to be a colorist. You had to do extensions or you had to do this. Like you were allowed to kind of do whatever you wanted. And I started at the prestigious Robert Croming Salon in downtown San Diego with over 40 stylists at the time. There were, I think, 15 or 16 of us assistants that started together at that time. And I came from a very podunk school where we barely learned the basics, right? I could do a finger, finger wave like nobody's business. I could roll a perm. I could cut your grandpa's toenails, but I couldn't highlight. I couldn't do half the shit that like I learned from getting thrown on the floor, watching these amazing stylists build their, build their business. Um, and what I've seen the industry grow into over the last 20 years is epic. It's insane. The amount of talent, um, that so many of you guys have put in behind the chair in your work. It's just mind blowing and it's awe inspiring. And I commend all of you who continue to push the envelope of things that you know and things that you want to learn. You want to learn how to do extensions. You want to create your own extensions. You want to start your own line. You want to offer certain services that maybe your salon doesn't even offer. So you go out and figure out how to do it. Those are the people that I want to give high fives to because I wasn't you. I stayed in my box. I was very good at blondes. I was very good at long hair. I was very good at lived in pretty hair. And so I kind of got pushed into a niche of what I was good at. So you do a couple good blondes, they all start coming to you, right? And so for years, that was my moneymaker. And um, I think kind of where I started, there was a, there was a glass ceiling of like, once you made six figures in this industry and by six figures, I mean like a hundred thousand dollars. We're not talking $500,000. We're talking six figures at the time was $100,000. Then you had made it. That was it. There was nowhere else to go. Um, unless you were going to be some celebrity hairdresser, like Robert Cromings charging $500 for a haircut, which, you know, you know, at the end of the day, that's not like, um, your bread and butter clients, if you're just starting out. Now, if you are, you know, getting into LA, you're getting celebrity stylists. If you're creating more opportunity for yourself by putting yourself as the expert as something, then of course you can charge whatever you want. And looking back look, people are charging whatever they want now, which is so empowering to someone like me, which I call myself an old dog in the industry. 20 years kind of gives me that street credit to say I've been around the block, but you know, over the last couple of years and during this pandemic, during the time between when I opened my salon back in 2019 to selling it to now it's 2021, we're almost at a two-year mark where this has really changed the trajectory of our business, but it's also really proven how 
resilient this industry is, how resilient a lot of us are, how we've taken this time to kind of hit the reset button and look inward and see what's most important for us. How do you want to be running your business? How do you want to scale your business? What do you see for future growth in your business? Is this the industry you want to retire in? If so, how are you going to retire? So when it comes to being financially responsible, um, that was the one component that was never taught to me. No one ever expressed to me that you're now an independent person. Um, you're basically going to one day be self-employed. So let me show you all of the ways you cannot fuck your financial life up. Nobody came to me with that. And unfortunately, because I went to beauty school straight out of high school, um, I didn't have any business background. I didn't have any marketing background. I didn't have any anything. I literally, like I said, knew how to do an amazing finger wave. I could roll a motherfucking perm and I could cut your grandpa's toenails. I, I didn't know anything about saving money in business. And I think you know, looking back at the time, those are something your parents should also be aware and teaching you of too. But, um, I think at the time my mom, my mom was just trying to get by and make it in her own right. So for those of you in the industry that have been here a while, this is for you. Those of you getting started, this is for you. Those of you thinking about joining the industry, or if you're in some sort of creative, um, self-employed type of a business where you're seeing a lot of cash, where your weeks are inconsistent. You sometimes make a shit ton of money. Sometimes you don't make any, um, this is for you. And I feel like being responsible with your money is on you knowing what's coming in and what's going out is up to you being completely blind to the fact that you could have a slow week, being completely blind that you want to take that vacation in a couple of months. Um, that's on you. So how do we set ourselves up to win in this industry? You, you treat it like a real business. You treat your money like a real business. And so I know a lot of us have a hard time paying taxes because we just don't get it. If you've never been in corporate, if you've never been, you know, taken for half of your money through your paycheck, it feels like you're getting, you know, what it, and it's, it's not okay. But at the end of the day, if you can look at the fact that that was never yours to begin with and be okay with the fact of being an active participant in society, you will be able to treat your business, um, like a business and therefore make money in your business keep money in your business, know how much you can invest in yourself for your business. And with the possibilities of opening your own salon suite, opening your own salon, all of those things are, will be possible for you if you give yourself the opportunity. So starting something like a 401k, um, creating a savings account that you can't touch when you put money in, creating a weekly, um, debit that comes out and gets put into a separate tax account. Those are all things that took me about 10 years into my business to realize needed to get done. So luckily for me, I have a best friend who is a CPA and my accountant, and I would highly suggest that is where you start in this industry. If you are not a fan of budgets, taking care of your money, paying attention to numbers, if that's just not your strong suit, I honor that, but I also want to bitch slap you at the same time because that was my line forever. I don't do that. I don't need to know that. I don't need to figure it out. I make enough money. I'm fine. I'm fine. So had I been paying attention, I would have realized just because I'm bringing in hundred thousand dollars doesn't mean I get to keep all of that, right? It costs money to do business in our industry. It costs money to do business for most self-employed people. Um, everything you make isn't income and being aware of that really helps you budget and pay attention to what can you afford before you go off and buy that car you really can't afford before you take that lavish vacation you shouldn't have taken before you go shopping at Nordstrom's and blow all the money you just made working that wedding last weekend. Those are the kind of things that I did 
bought a house I couldn't really afford before I, I was really in a financially good spot, you know, used credit cards. I shouldn't have that shit haunted me for years until I got really clear on what it was I wanted for my life. And that was to be financially responsible. And at one point financially free. So financially free means where the ease and flow of money in my life wasn't a stressor. So if this is triggering you, if what I'm saying is bothersome to you, if you're like, fuck, this is me. Um, first things first, find a good CPA, ask somebody at the salon who they're using. If you don't enjoy doing your own accounting, um, have, see if that same person can do accounting for you. Otherwise, QuickBooks is a really simple way to do it. If you haven't already opened a separate business bank account, I highly suggest you also do that. Your personal and your business should be kept separate so that when it comes to accounting, it's very clean and you can see exactly what went in and what went out as far as business expenses. Um, your money is your money. You can put it anywhere. You can have it anywhere. Um, you can pull from it. There's nothing you can do that will mess it up. You know, you claim what you make and you pay taxes on what you make. So at the end of the day, those accounts don't really matter. It's just a matter of you knowing exactly what came in and what came out for your own budgeting records. And, and what can you afford? What are the things that you want? What are your carrots, right? So we all have a carrot. I want to be able to buy a nice bag. I want to drive a car that I, I want. I want to be able to go on a trip. I want to be able to take time off. I want, if something happens to my son that I don't lose every bit of income because I needed to take a couple of weeks off, you know, what is it that's most important to you? And then it's in that reverse engineering, how much money you need to make in order to have those things and to live the life that you want to live. So my mentor always talks about this little math breakdown. It's so simple. It's so easy. And it's something that I go over in my program, the six figure stylist, and it's reverse engineering how to get to that number. So if you've never heard me talk about this before, it's very, very simple. All you do is come up with the number that you want to make annually. And for, you know, ease principle, we'll take a hundred thousand dollars, right? So say you want to make $100,000, come up with any number that you want. You're going to divide that. How many weeks out of the 52 weeks a year do you want to work? Do you want to have two weeks off every couple of months? Like, what does that look like for you? So pick, I want to work 40 weeks out of the 52. So you want 12 weeks off. We want a week here, a week there. I'm going to align for maybe a slow week that won't even count as a week off. Like how many weeks do you want to work? So you choose how many weeks you want. 40 weeks. Okay. I'm going to work 40 weeks out of those 40 weeks. How many days do you want to work? Do you want to work five days a week behind the chair? Do you want to only work two days a week? Do you want to work three days a week? So choose. I want to work 40 weeks. I want to work five days a week. And now we have to decide how many hours you want to work during those five days a week. I want to only work six hours, five days a week for 40 weeks. And then you're going to do the simple math, right? You're going to take your hundred thousand dollars. You're going to divide it by those 40 weeks. You're going to divide it by the five days, and then you're going to divide it by the six hours that you want to work. And you should come up with your hourly worth. If you are not charging that on average at the end of your day's totals, that's how you'll know if you'll hit your number of $100,000 if that was your goal number. If your goal number was under that or over that, same math. You take that number, divide it by how many weeks you want to work, divide it by how many days, divide it by how many hours super simple. So when I got really clear on what my hourly value was, when jobs came my way, like, Hey, we have a wedding party that wants to book you on a Saturday. I did the math. Can I charge enough per hour to make, let's say what I would make in the salon. 
can I charge a day right now based off of that number that I'll be out of the salon? Normally on Saturdays, I make $800, $1,000, however much your normal day rate is if you were to work a great day in the salon. And then transfer that over. If somebody wants to take you away from that, they're going to have to pay for your time. And it's very simple. It's not emotional. A lot of us get caught up in the, oh, I don't want to charge Susie. She's been my client forever. And I'm so excited to go to her wedding. And I would just feel awful that she has to spend so much money. I mean, if you want to gift Susie that, by all means. But if you're in the business of making money, which I think all of us are, you know, day rate, it's a thousand bucks. Susie, you can have me all day from nine to four for a thousand dollars. I will do as many people as you want in that time. It's a thousand bucks. So you can do things like that. And in this story, there's opportunity. So once you know your hourly worth, once you know that value, A, you're going to be able to better budget yourself, right? If I'm making $100,000 based off my five days a week working six hours, can I afford my $2,000 a month rent or mortgage? Can I afford the $600 car payment? Can I afford to take the vacations? If not, maybe you need to work one extra day every other week. Maybe you need to work every other Saturday. Maybe that alone is an extra $10,000 that will allot for you to do that. When we break things down and we make it about the money, it makes it so much easier to make a decision. You don't have to sit in indecision like, oh, well, I really don't want to work Saturdays. Well, if I told you that if you worked every other Saturday, you could take that trip to Tulum with your friends for seven days, would you say, fuck yeah, no problem. When we have goals and we have visions of why we're doing what we do, it's so much easier. You don't need people like me to hype you with motivation because you're self-motivated. You know what needs to get done and we just do it. And so those are the, those are the kind of tricks that I've, I've learned over the years to support myself when I'm feeling a little bit of resistance, when I'm feeling a little bit of frustration. You know, I pull back and I say, where can I make up for this if I want to take some extra time off or where can I lean in so that I can, you know, have a little bit of ease later on down the road. So I want you guys to do that math equation. I want you to find out what your hourly values is. So when you have opportunities that come your way, you can say yes, or you can say no without any hesitation. You know, I stopped doing weddings years ago because people didn't want to pay my rate. Um, they wanted to finagle, oh, there's only three girls. So we don't want to pay your day rate. Oh, there's only this many people. They only want like half their hair done. And some of them only want like half makeup. And I was like, oh, that's cute, but that's not for me. Like, I'm not the one for you. I'm happy to refer you to somebody else who isn't so set in their ways with their prices. Um, because when I said yes to things that didn't feel in alignment to the energy exchange, which money is an energy exchange, I started to resent doing them. I started resenting doing the weddings. I started resenting having to get pulled out of my bubble, which was the salon. And I quickly realized if they came to me, I could work one or two people around the rest of my full day. And so it's made it so much easier to say yes or no. People just know, like, if you're not willing to pay her half or a full day rate, it's a no. Um, but that also opened up other opportunities for me to travel and to do hair and makeup for magazines, uh, for some of my celebrity clients, for people who um, are used to dealing with people who have day rates. That is a very powerful thing. And when I started saying yes to bigger opportunities, it created so much more momentum in my career. And that gave me the diverse, the, the diversity in my career to keep me motivated, to be able to land um, doing hair and makeup for magazine covers, um, which then led to me getting into a magazine as well when I was in my fitness heyday. So creating, you know, magic and creating possibility through knowing your worth is so important. So today's takeaways. 
get a good CPA if you don't already have one, an accountant if you can so help yourself, uh, or QuickBooks is awesome at doing that, and pay attention to what's coming in and what's going out. Reassess every month what you're spending. Is it worth it? Is it necessary? Are you leaking money through stupid memberships, through dumb things on Apple that you don't even know you signed up for? I was doing some app stuff. I was paying like $25 a month for some stupid app I accidentally did a trial for. Dumb. I think I spent, I don't know, $200 on it. I could have had somebody create me all that stuff instead. CPA, accountant, you want to set aside a separate bank account, right? A business account. You want to have your weekly tax debited out into a separate savings account where my accountant goes and pulls every quarter and just pays for me. It's so wonderful. I don't know how many of you guys at the end of the year have been stuck with a $10,000 tax bill that you needed to make up for because you didn't pay your quarterlies. Nothing feels worse than having to scrape to get together 10, 15 grand at the end of the year. That doesn't sound financially free to me. Having it set aside, seeing that that account is growing, like doesn't even phase me. And yeah, worst case scenario, if some tragic accident happened, I've got thousands of dollars sitting in those accounts that I could use. Worst case scenario, right? So it's a win-win situation to have these separate accounts. Um, if you need more detailed savings, if there's a car in your future that you want, if there's a bag, if there's a trip, opening a separate savings account for that. Um, one of my clients had a great little, she did her um, envelopes. So she had separate envelopes for certain things. And each week she put a set amount in it. She figured out how much she needed for that thing. Say, so, yeah, we'll just use a water bottle. It's not a thing, right? This water bottle is $25. So I'm going to put $2 each week away for this water bottle. And when I have $25, I get to go out and buy it. That kind of savings helps for a lot of people. Uh, for me, I just like to have big chunks taken out and I pretend like I don't even have that money. So I'm not overspending. I don't think I have more than I actually have. And it creates focus of what I want in my life. Same with the numbers. If your goal next year for 2022 is to make $150,000 or $200,000. And, and if I asked you right now, what are you projected to make this year? And you don't know, how are you picking that number? And why do you think you need to make that much? I think one of the greatest gifts I was ever given was being able to break down exactly what it is that I need to make each month to live the life that I want to live. You know, I had a couple of people come to me in the beginning when I created the six figure stylist and say, you know, I already make six figures. Um, I have other things I want to work on. And I, and I had to laugh. I actually had to laugh because I said to myself, do they realize that six figures doesn't just mean $100,000. I mean, six figures goes all the way from 100 to $999,000. That's also six figures, right? So it's, uh, it's, it's the mindset around why it is you think you need to make a certain amount of money. If you reverse back and think, what is the lifestyle I want to live? How much money do I want to be able to spend on this? If I want to do this, if something happens and someone needs money, can I, can I send somebody money? Like what level of wealth are you trying to grow? And is what you're currently doing, is that path going to get you there? And those are the things I love talking about with my one-on-one -on -one clients. Um, this is what we'll be diving into in my future membership that I'm creating. So I'm super excited to, you know, help you guys with the finances. If this is something that is like, um, getting you excited because you really want to take control of this by the end of the year. We've had such a rocky year and a half in the past. I know a lot of us are still playing catch up from all that time off. Um, hit me up in the DMS. Tell me your thoughts. Let me know what you're thinking. Join us over in the Facebook group for bigger conversations that we're having with the beauty inspires beauty, uh, Facebook group. The link is in my bio, in my Instagram. And as always, I love hearing from you guys. It would mean the world. If you could rate and review the podcast, tell me what you think guests you'd like to hear topics you want me to wrap on. Um, and just, I'm really trying to show up bigger for you guys. So I hope you enjoy the show. Take care.
See you on the next one.